Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 622, recorded live on Sunday, January 19th, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who was using his electric snowblower this weekend, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who finally got to use his gas-powered snowblower, Andy Lowe. Hi. Ooh. Yes. That's that's probably a lot stronger than mine. Yes. Yes, it is. Mine mine has some problems with lots of snow. Yeah, no. It's not great for a thing that's, you know, a snowblower. I, I, I do have to say, last year we had an electric snow blower I think it was a uh, let me look at my Home Depot it was a Snow Joe little blue one yes like a dead man switch on the right side yep yeah did you you have a LED light nope oh why does it have an LED light mine had an LED uh, 18 inch 14.5 and electric snow blower with light Okay. No, mine did not have an LED light, or does not have an LED light. Also, I don't know if it's an 18-inch or if it's less. I don't know. But, yeah, that's that's what I've got, basically. Yeah, we, we had that. Maybe a slightly different model, but that's what I've got. Yeah, yeah, we had, we had that. Um, we had that, and it did. No. <laughs> <laughs> it just couldn't, couldn't put up with it. Yeah. So yeah, so when uh, Sears was going out of business over here, we picked up uh, one of their uh, gas-powered snowblowers. Okay. 20, 22 inches, electric start, self-propelled, cleared out the, uh, the I'd say about six, six inches of heavy, wet snow because it was raining mm-hmm. out of our driveway in about 20 minutes. <laughs> I, I hate that's to say pretty it, good. But yeah, no, this, <laughs> it just... That's that's pretty good. Yeah, it, it did its thing and, you know, had no problems doing it. Yep. But then you you used gas. I know. And that's less good. I know, especially since when you, you got to let it start up and, you know, idle for a second. Yeah. The only place to have it idle was in the garage. Oh, great. So you've got, like... Uh, uh, garage full of carbon monoxide. That's why I had Kate, you know, leave the uh, garage door open after I cleared the driveway, and she left yesterday. I'm like, just just leave the garage door open for a bit, <laughs> just for a little while, just for a little bit. Let's just add, let that thing air out. Yeah. No, see, that's that is something I like with mine is that I can just like you know turn it on and it turns on. Ah, yes. Mine though has an electric start on it as well. Ooh. So I can push a button and it will turn on. Yeah. So just like starting my car. Okay. But it's so wasteful. I know. But there there really really isn't any comparable. No. And and the thing, like electric is just so bad at at doing the job that you want it to do. And I don't know why, if it's just like it can't pull enough power or or what, but it's it's bad. Yeah. 15 amp, 15. Yeah, all the electric ones are just, just does not look good. Well, I'll tell you what, I was watching my neighbors shovel their driveway. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) And it was, it was him and his son, and they started before me, and I finished first. (laughs) Yep. 
Yeah, no, even I, with like six and a half inches of snow, seven inches of snow, like, yeah, I I still went through it way faster than they did. It. I just now I, when it's when it's windy, <laughs> when it's windy, that's a problem with the snowblower. Yes, because you you gotta aim that shoot so you don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, except that for some reason the wind around here likes to swap. Oh, so it swirls. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, no matter which way I'm I'm throwing the snow, it it still comes back at me. Ooh, there are YouTube videos of battery versus gas snowblowers. Ooh, I feel like I. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I. But yeah, no. The guy literally has a battery-powered one by Ego Electric. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the he's got it looks like a Toro gas-powered one. And I'm, Did I'm you curious think, to see Andy that ten years ago this is what we would be like focusing on and doing <laughs> snow snow snowblowers. Comparing snowblowers. Because I sure didn't. Why? Why? Okay, this is an odd question. Why is Quicken Loans have a blog about electric versus gas snowblowers? Um, I don't know. I don't know why Quicken Loan is interested in the difference between gas and snowblower and and battery powered snowblowers. I don't know either, but they've got a Quicken Loans blog. Saving money, get electric versus get snowblowers. Which should you buy? Uh huh. What do they recommend? Most run a limited size option. They may not be able to handle more than a couple inches of snow. For up to me, I'd try stick with the tried and true gas snowblower. So, mm. consumer reports says uh, the vast majority of snowblowers use gasoline engines and these models perform the best. You will find some corded electric models which can be used with an extension cord, but none perform well enough to recommend. Yeah. A small but growing number of battery-powered electric models are also available. Most lack the power to clear heavy snow. I feel like it's just that... They aren't strong enough. No, I feel like, yeah, you need a a heavy-duty electric mower, electric motor. Yep. And especially when it's cold, your batteries are not going to work as well. I mean, that's, yeah, but that's, that's why I got uh, a plug-in model. Yeah. But even that just isn't powerful enough. No, because you're limited by the, you're limited by your, 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 uh, your circuit, which means you have to have it under 20 amps unless you get a dedicated circuit for it, but nobody's going to build an electric snow snowblower. That requires a dedicated circuit. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. So yeah, you're going to be limited at 15 amps, and at that point, yeah, no, it's... It's just your gas-powered engine's going to blow it out of the water. Yep. I remember one year, it was before I had one, and I, I had just the shovel, and I was doing my driveway, and my neighbor came out with his giant, like, 28-inch wide gas um, snowblower, did his entire driveway, and then, like, came down the road and started coming up my driveway. And he's like, you want me to just do yours? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeded to do my entire driveway in like less time than it took me to do a quarter of it. Yeah, no, I, uh, I and, took like he mine. just didn't stop right with with mine with the the electric one. I have to go forward a little bit and then stop and then go forward a little bit and stop and then go forward a little bit and then stop. And he's just like <laughs> through yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, I took mine down to the end of the street. <laughs> Jesus 
Christ. Just because, you know, I've, I was done with my driveway and I'm like, well, I got, you know, like, I have well, to do. I might as well. I've got to do the sidewalk and, you know, somebody cut a small path with like a little 12 or 15 inch gas powered one down yep. the whole strip. And I'm like, well, shoot, I can, <laughs> I can fix this. <laughs> Oh, Laura's saying we need, just need to get an F-350. <laughs> Welcome to Wisconsin, Which Dave. Might be a little overkill. Welcome to Wisconsin. I'd rather get the Tesla Cybertruck and then just put a, a snowplow on the front of that. Oh, no, she's saying that his snowblower is, is like an F-350, just in oh. size and power. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I still want to just get the Tesla Cybertruck and just <laughs> go out there with a plow attached to the front of it. Someone tweet Elon. What if I get a fleet of them to act as the snowplows? I don't know. I'm. What I'm really interested in is how the people set up these snow fences. Snow fences? Yes. What? What pray tell is a snow fence? You ever seen those? Like um, um, the the orange, just like uh, fabric fences. What? No? I've seen orange, like, plastic construction fences. Yeah, that's kind of like what a snow fence is made out of. Oh, okay. And what's it supposed to do? It's supposed to basically block the snow from drifting. Ah, okay. And so you put it around your driveway. Mm Mm-hmm. I see, so that the snow doesn't blow into your driveway. Yes. Off of your yard. Okay. But I don't know if that would actually be, you know. that bad? Like, do you need that? I don't know. Probably not. Especially since (laughs) these are saying that I need a post buried three feet in the ground and it needs to be six plus feet tall. I don't think you want that. No. No, I don't. That doesn't sound good. No, no, it doesn't. Well, okay then. All right. That was a a quick Google. (laughs) What about snow fences? Will that help? Well, it nope. will help, but you need uh, you need to bury it three feet in the thing there, and it needs to be six feet tall. And uh, yeah, no. I in think in other works. words, no, no, it will not help you. No. Try no again. Won't. Yep. Find something else. Yep. Um. So yeah, should we uh, should we talk about topics? Laura recommends trying Florida. <laughs> yes, but hurricanes. Hurricanes do kind of suck. There is a trade off here. Uh, which does remind me, have you seen the, um, oh god, look, can I find it? Can I find it? State hates most. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 that's not any of it. Those are things each state hates most. I want the, I want the map that shows which state, there we go, every state's least favorite state. (laughs) Send that to you there, and I'll even go post it to a topic. Since we were talking about Florida, this came to my mind. Every state's least favorite state, according to this one person's Instagram followers. Now, they have 300,000 Instagram followers, so, like, that's a pretty good sample size. Mm -hmm. But this is, for each state, what state do they hate the most? There's some in here that make total sense. If you if you know that state or know people from that state, for instance, 
um, Michigan. Ohio. That's just right. Yeah. Ohio. Uh, and Ohio Michigan. Yep. is Michigan. Right. Yeah. Now, but there's there's some weird, weird odd. And like Minnesota hates Wisconsin. OK, Wisconsin uh, hates Illinois. Yep. That that checks out. Um, Illinois. Look at hates South Indiana. Carolina. South Carolina hates Ohio. Right. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I love how everybody around Massachusetts basically hates Massachusetts. Yep. Massachusetts hates New York. New York hates New Jersey. Everybody around New Jersey hates New Jersey. And New Jersey <laughs> hates everyone. <laughs> hates everyone. Literally hates everyone. Um, everything on the West Coast hates California. California, Alaska, Oklahoma, and that's New Mexico. Yep. All hate Texas. Yep. And Texas hates Oklahoma for some reason. Oh, that Texas Oklahoma thing. That's that's a that's a long Is that? That's that's like well that's how Oklahoma got its panhandle. They stole it from Texas? Well I think Texas I think Texas stole a chunk from Oklahoma. Oh, like that top square of Texas. Yes, I do. Be- I'll have to. I'll have to watch. Be- okay, I, I guess I just didn't know the the history between those two states. It's not like they went to war or something. Oh wait, <laughs> right. Texas was a country for a little bit. Yeah, there was um, how the states got their shapes was actually a really good um, episode and series on the History Channel. Okay, so the reason I brought this map up was your comment about Florida and hurricanes. Yes, because of all the states, go look at Florida, Florida, Alabama and Georgia all hate the same state, which is Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like the second highest comment is like, Florida, are you all right? <laughs> At least 80% of the answers I got from Florida were Florida. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. North Dakota, South Dakota, dislike each other. Mm-hmm. Hawaii is just like chill. <laughs> it's like, no, no answers from Hawaii. 300,000 people polled. No answers from Hawaii. Uh, okay, so that's that's technically now a topic. Let's go to the, a more exciting and much more recent topic, like hours ago topic. Yeah, this morning. I watched what it. What happened this morning, Andy? This morning, SpaceX finally got to test its in-flight abort demonstration. Yay! So they... I, well, I assume yay. Yes. Yeah, I they, hope uh, yay. Oh, I'll have to... Uh, the press conference should have just finished up. So let's see. Damn, that's an impressive rocket. See if there's any new news from the press conference. Nope, no pinned. I don't know. I'm skipping ahead to T minus zero. Um, but yeah, no, they 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 basically tried to they they ran the abort test and that would they fired the super Draco engines. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, so this is this is for like oh shit something has gone wrong during the launch. Yes. Because they like, they did a either... they did a pad test before that worked out fine and then you know the capsule blew up afterwards, <laughs> so maybe not fine. <laughs> well, they supposedly fixed whatever went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was the in-flight abort test. So the um, eighty-four seconds into the flight, they uh, they basically enacted the emergency protocol where the first stage engines of the Falcon Nine rocket were shut down. The capsule fires, you know, its thrusters to get itself away from the man- ma- malfunctioning rocket. 
And then uh, it basically just soft landed in the Atlantic Ocean. Cool. But yeah, no, the uh, the Falcon 9 booster <clears throat> um, blew apart quite spectacularly. What? what? In- intentionally? Not really. In- oh, oh. You just, you, did you just see it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big explosion. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. I mean, it's, it's uh, many, many, many pounds of rocket fuel. And it's, you know traveling at a high rate of speed with no nose cone anymore oh that's why it blew up yeah it just it got too hot and ignited and then it's a bunch of rocket fuel yep oops so they basically the the test went off exactly how it was supposed to capsule separated like it was supposed to yep Shoots deployed like it was supposed to. It landed in the ocean like it was supposed to. Were they able to catch it on their ship? No, no. This was it. Was, it was a water landing. It was always I, planned I to be a that, water it was, landing. It was a joke, Andy. It's it just a joke because it would be really funny if they had, like caught it on their ship. Well, supposedly where it landed, you know, there was a ship like right out by there. So you know, as soon as it landed in the water, you can see the little zodiac, you know, bouncing across the waves towards it. <laughs> little ship i love those little zodiacs okay cool uh so when do they do this with people uh that has not been announced yet but that is literally the next step is to launch it with actual people in it yes are they they're gonna have permission they've already picked two nasa astronauts to fly aboard the uh dragon on that flight but nasa so weird because like the, the astronauts are going to be, well, I guess they aren't used to doing launches anymore since we don't do our own launches anymore. Mm-hmm. They just go up in the, the Soyuz, so it's not like they're in control for that either. Nope. But yeah, they've already picked out the astronauts. They've already been testing out on the uh, the platform. Hey. So once NASA decides when they want to do it, basically that is that is the next step. Which, you know, SpaceX is way far ahead of the... Um, competition yeah boeing and the starliner and their um glitch where it didn't actually reach space really remember we talked about that where it got cut short due to some glitch in the system or software error or something and they had to yeah yeah we talk about a lot of things though i don't always remember them yeah due to an internal clock error it was forced to make a return back to earth which that sucks um, the big point was the fact also that the uh, <laughs> the capsule landed on land Ooh, uh, and was fine with it. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> that, I was going to say, like, successfully? Yes, no, it successfully landed on land. Okay. So, you know, right. at least that sure. was good. But yeah, no, we had talked about that because that was Boeing, you know, the yep. problems with the 737, problems with the Starliner. It was and now, now their CEO is gone. I mean, Boeing is having not a great year. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I actually just saw this morning and I didn't post it. Uh, I probably should have that. They, they discovered there might be a second software glitch. Oh, jeez! In the maxes. Oh, boy. So, you know, oops. Well, Boeing's having a bad year, but it looks like Valve is doing pretty good. Oh, where the, uh, the index is now completely sold out everywhere except Japan. Yep. And only two control, like two of the packages are available in Japan. Headset, so plus controller and headset. That's it. Yeah, just the headset. Nothing else. No, no station. No controllers. No nothing. You can buy the headset or the headset and some controllers. Don't you need all of it? Like the base station as well, or is the base station just increase the accuracy of the headset? 
I, I don't know. Yeah, neither neither do I. I haven't looked in depth into it because I, I haven't decided to spend $1,000 on that yet. Well, even if you do, it's not coming soon. Nope. Think people are excited about Half-Life Alex? I think so. <laughs> I, I think that might be like why it's selling so well. Maybe. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's it's a potentially it's a good sign that it is sold out. Mm-hmm. It means one of well, it means demand exceeded expectations. Yes, like that's that is what it means. Now the question is, did they have reasonably high expectations and demand has just gone so far past that, or did they just set really low expectations? I don't know. I don't know either. No, I don't think any of us will will know because I don't think Valve would ever say like, oh, yeah, no, we we screwed up. Like we thought that it was going to be way lower than it was. And I mean, I guess that's true no matter what. They thought it was going to be lower than it was. But was it a conservative estimate or, or a generous estimate? I am not sure. Man, I'm trying to find any talk of the press conference that was supposed to have happened, but... For Valve or for SpaceX? For SpaceX. Andy, come Sorry. on. We're past that. That's done. Let's keep going. Elon Musk also promised he'd dance for the press for the first SpaceX crewed flight, so we'll That's see how that goes. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Are, are we done? Yes. Can we Can we go on? Yeah. What other, what other news we got here on the list? Uh, how about these top 20s? Yes. Top 20 of last year and top 20 of the decade. As defined by what? NPD numbers. Okay, sales, yes. not quality. No. Best okay. selling game in the U.S. by dollar sales. By dollar sales. Yes. So not even units. So nope. if I have an indie game that I'm selling for like five bucks, it yep. would have to sell like six times as much. Yes. To compete with a AAA game. Yes. Okay. And the answer is for last year, game of the year. Okay. Game of the year. Last year, I'm on the tab, but I have not scrolled down, so I do not see the list. Okay. Games of 2019. Yes. Best-selling games of 2019. What shit, what came out last year? Uh, Red Dead 2 came out prior to that, but maybe it was still selling high. Number 12. Was Red Dead 2? Yep. Uh, There's probably like a Madden in there somewhere. Madden NFL 20, number 3. Ha <laughs> ha! FIFA. Uh, FIFA 20, number 14, because this is U.S. top 20. Okay. So if not, it was Europe, cool. it would probably be one or two. Uh, what came out? Breath of the Wild? No, not Breath of the Wild. Um, Link's Awakening. Nope. Oh, <gasps> really? Not top for the year. It was number 17 for December. Untitled Goose Game? No. <laughs> oh, honk. That's such a good game. Oh my God, I watched the speed run. Uh, I watched Wait, the, they did the, a speedrun of the Goose Game? They did a speedrun of Untitled Goose Game. It was called All Main Tasks is the category. Okay. It took him 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, goodness. It, it was amazing, Andy. It was, and then there's the Any Percent, which took three minutes. You, you should go watch them. Okay. Like, I, I swear, they are. it's hilarious to watch. Uh, okay, so Untitled Goose Game's not on there. No. Um, oh, there's gotta be, like, a Call of Duty or something. Yes! There you go, ding, 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 ding. 
Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 was the oh, top no. game no, for 2019. No, no, yes. don't, no. Yes. Why? Because it's Call of Duty. But it's, was it like innovative? Was it new? Was it exciting? Was it, it was Call of Duty. God damn it. Do you want me to quickly run down the list here? Yeah, I'll scroll down and find. I was doing pretty good. Call of Duty, NBA 2K20. On Sword and Shield. Yeah, that came out. Madden NFL 20, Borderlands 3, Mortal Kombat 11, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Kingdom Hearts 3, Tom Clancy, The Division 2, Mario Kart 8, Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto 5? Yep. Red Dead Redemption 2, Minecraft, FIFA 20, Anthem, Pokemon Sword, Resident Evil 2 2019, Luigi Mansion 3, Days Gone, New Super Mario Brothers, U Deluxe. Grand Theft Auto 5? No Mario Maker. I'm sorry, but still, Grand Theft Auto 5. Andy, what's your, what's your concern with GTA 5? It came out seven years ago. Uh-huh. Andy, yeah. look at two below that. Minecraft, yes, okay. Which came out... <laughs> oh. When? Uh, how, how long have we been talking about Minecraft? God, that was like 2009-10. Good call. May of 2009. I read, I actually read a, a, a history of Minecraft. It was one of my, I got it in one of my game book collections. So I actually, I read, you know, the history and evolution of Minecraft. And that, Although, that, that book came out five years ago. information, because it also says Minecraft was released by Mojang in 2011. So maybe the beta was 2009? Because it was kind of an open beta. Or maybe it was a... I think maybe... It, but anyway, no, you, I, yeah, I don't think you get It was first released like, to the public as a development release in 2009. That's what yeah. I remember. Okay. You, you don't get to be like, GTA 5? What the fuck? If Minecraft is too below it. <laughs> Also, I, I'm wondering, like, you know, this is the top 20. How close to the top 20 is Skyrim? I don't know. Because it's not in here, but it's probably really close. Yeah. So do you want to back also, it up a, a step and Destiny's go to the... Destiny's not in here? I'm surprised that Destiny 2... Well, I guess this is for... No, it's for 2019. Like, Destiny 2 should be in there, too. Okay, do we want to talk about which one? The best game, best top... Games by U.S. dollar for the decade? For the decade? Yes. Since 2010? 2010. It won't be GTA 4, because that predates it. GTA 5 is definitely in there. Minecraft is in there. Yes. Uh, Skyrim? Yes. Okay, I'm three for three. Um, So here's where the, the Maddens and the FIFAs have a disadvantage. Because they're they're year by year. <laughs> oh no! No, no. But you you are correct. There are no Fifas or Maddens or NBAs. Yeah. in this list because they're year by year. Um, <laughs> but Call of Duty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of course it is. Well, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of them? Ten of them. Are some form of Call of Duty? Yes. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, Call of Duty titles took a total of ten spots in the top 20 games of the decade. Wow. By sales. By sales. Not by value, not by quality, not by groundbreaking history of video games, innovative developments. 
Uh, okay. I'm As of down. the 2015 <clears throat> financials, just halfway through the decade, yeah. Call of Duty had surpassed 250 million units across all its entries and done over 15 billion in total sales life to date for the first half. So double that at least. You'd say yeah. Call of Duty's at 30 billion. Yeah. At least 30 billion across all their titles from start to finish. Oh, what else is here? Red Dead 2. Minecraft. Skyrim, Mario Kart, Destiny 1, not 2. That's interesting. Star Wars Battlefront? Man, I remember when Battlefront, that was like, everybody was talking about Battlefront that year. Yeah, wasn't that the, the DLC snafu? Or was that the other? That was Battlefront 2, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, no, that had to be Battlefront 2. That was, that was the, like most downvoted comment in reddit history probably that wasn't battlefront that was battlefront 2 man how many times did i watch somebody post a video of them being darth vader or luke skywalker just you know just dripping through (laughs) everybody and then you realize you can't buy you can't pay that or can't be that without paying for it Mm -hmm. a lot of money Mm -hmm. okay but yeah, still, 10 of the top 20 games of the decade was Call of Duty. <sighs> yeah, I'm not too pleased about that. All right. Sticking, Nothing we're going to do about it. Nope. Sticking with gaming news. Yeah. PlayStation. I mean, that's that's kind of where we've been. PlayStation, for a second year in a row, has decided not to participate in E3. By PlayStation, you mean Sony in general, or just the PlayStation division? Uh, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment, <clears throat> after thorough evaluation, has, not deci- has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. Wait, so they're like boycotting E3? We will build it's upon... It's not just a... It's not just... That's a strong statement. That's not just saying we, we don't want to do this. It's we don't agree with the direction. Yeah. We will build upon our global events strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to PlayStation 4, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. E3 responded. The ESA spokeswoman said, or spokesperson said, sorry, uh, E3's signature event celebrating the video game industry, showcasing people, brands, and innovations. If your statement involves the word brand, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, innovations redefining entertainment, loved by billions of people around the world. E3 2020, exciting high-energy show featuring new experiences, partners, exhibitor spaces, activations, and programming that will entertain new and veteran attendees alike. Exhibitor interest in our new activations is gaining the attention of brands that view E3 as a key opportunity to connect with video game fans, which is to say we are selling our fans to other companies. That's what I'm reading there. Is is that what you read too? Yeah. That's what I'm reading. So what the heck are these E3 activations? I don't know. E3 2020 activation? No one knows. 
Because <laughs> in a in evaluation of the response from ESA, uh, Forbes did a, a quick article on this saying. Oh, uh, where did it go? Response six, 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 six. It's a garbled mess that doesn't address the Sony issue at all. Feels like word salad of buzzy terms and overuse of the word activation, whatever that is. Located in the main wally of West Hall, Facebook Gaming's activation was designed for social shares. What the frick does that mean? I don't know. Uh, but Activision and EA are both skipping out. Ah. Uh... Are we once again going to have that conversation of, is E3 still relevant? I I think the conversation needs to change. I don't think it's a question of, is E3 still relevant? I think it's, what is the purpose of E3? I, I think they may have lost that, that they're not sure what the purpose is anymore. Because it, it certainly feels, and I mean, some of this is, who's in charge of E3? The ESA. So that should tell you a lot right there. Yeah. Because what's the ESA's job? They're, um... (laughs) Andy, what's the purpose of the ESA? They're they're just the the lobbying arm of the video game industry, it seems. Right. No, that's that's accurate. That's not an incorrect statement. They are the conglomeration that represents the video game industry from the industry perspective. Yes. Now, if E3 was instead given, instead of the ESA, if it was run by the ECA... That would be different. That would be a very different E3. Yeah. And the thing is, the ESA is trying to pretend that this is for the fans and for the the people, and it's not. It's an event for the industry. And the ESA is seeing this as a profit opportunity. I'm I don't know what these activations are, but they sure sell like sure sound like they're selling the attendees. All right, marketing activation. I found a Wikipedia article. Okay. Uh, is this some new social media bullshit? Um probably. Marketing activation is the execution of the marketing mix as part of the marketing process. The activation phase typically comes after the planning phase, during which managers plan their marketing activities, and is followed by feedback phase, which results in the evaluation with marketing analytics. I, I don't think that's what this is. Brand activation, some kind, sometimes called brand engagement, which focuses on building a longer-term emotional connection between the brand and the customer. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's selling the 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 attendees to companies. Yes. I mean, kudos to Sony for saying, like, you know, this doesn't actually feel right. I mean, Sony's also saying that they're going to do exactly that through their own events. So I guess it it feels right to them to do it on their own, just not part of E3. I guess so, yes. Which, Which I guess kind of invalidates what I was saying for, like, good for them. It's, nope, nope, it's not any better for them. They just don't want to pay the ESA's fees to do it. They think they can get a better feedback. Return on investment from their own thing. Yes, by participating in other smaller events. So I bet you, yep. you know, the PAXs, the yep. uh, Gamescom, Tokyo Show. Yeah, which, okay. I bet you I'm I'm sitting here and I'm because yeah. you you know Microsoft is going to come out heavy with the Xbox what, what was it Series X Series X yeah but it's not actually you know the Xbox Series X it's the Xbox and then the first one is the but anyway <laughs> the Xbox the Xbox yes Microsoft the, is the gonna, new 
new the, Xbox. The new Xbox, yes. Not the new. Just we, we should just start calling it new Xbox. New Xbox, all right. Yep. So Microsoft is going to come out heavy in E3 with new Xbox. Yep. And I, I wonder if this was... Do you get the reference, by the way, calling it new Xbox? Like new Coke? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But, you know... So they're going to come out really strong with it. Yeah. At E3. And, you know, it, it might be like a flip of... Or maybe like, you know, 2013 when the PS4 was like, you know... They came out hard with the PS4, and Microsoft didn't really have anything. My bet you, I bet you anything, they don't really have anything for the PS5. Andy, they have six months. You don't think they could put something together when they have PS5 dev kits in the wild that are being photographed and leaked? You don't think that Sony could put... Sony, who in like a night threw together their PlayStation Move controller thing because Microsoft demoed the Kinect... Sony, well, maybe, probably. They're not worried about that. No, that they, is not why they're they're doing this. They're not handing the show to Microsoft, and they're not running from Microsoft. They just don't want to be a part of this. They they think they can do it better on their own. Yeah, and they probably can. They're they're taking Blizzard's aspect of it. They're saying, well, you know what, Blizzard went Blizzard off throws on. their own event. Yeah, I don't think Sony's talking about having a Sony specific convention. No, that could happen though. I mean, Sony is big enough. Oh yeah, SonyCon. That sounds like a legitimate thing, right? Uh, I don't know. It it does, but it doesn't. Because like, what would they gain from that? They are controlling the narrative. But I mean, they have CES. They have. E3, they have these other shows. It's a lot of money and time to put together your own show. And it's not like the different wings of Sony really influence each other. No, that's true. Uh, okay. Yeah. Some <laughs> publishers, such as EA and Sony, want to see E3 become a fan celebration of games, where others would rather the event remain an industry-focused affair. That's, uh, that's always been... That right, and that's exactly what I was just saying. Yeah that they need to decide where they want to be. They want to, is, is this run by the ESA for the industry or is it should it be run by the ECA for the consumers? If they want to turn it into a fan celebration, you don't have to change much about the show, but you have to change how you're branding it. There's that word again. And you have to change essentially what the purpose is. Are you trying to sell your audience to the highest bidder? Because that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just reading uh, some others. Yeah, most people, yeah, it's Sony wants it to be fan-centric. Yeah. It ma that makes perfect sense. Well, <sighs> Sony's claiming they want it to be yeah. fan-centric. There is a difference there. So, staying along those similar lines, Microsoft has announced that they want to be carbon-negative. Not neutral, mm -mm. but negative. There's Yeah, there's uh, carbon neutral, there's carbon net zero, and then there is carbon negative. And they want to be carbon negative by 2030. Ten years. Ten, ten years, they want to be carbon negative across their whole supply chain. How? Well, they're I going mean, to... good for them, yeah. but how? Well, they know they're not going to get to net zero. Well, they... they of their well, actual to, to get negative you have to go past net zero yes so they're going to look at first off um uh reducing their supply chain carbon emissions makes sense 
uh, including their operational carbon. And yeah, that's so they said there's three phases. There's their, you know, their actual processing carbon emissions. There's their own personal carbon emissions. And then there's all the other carbon emissions that caught, you know, that need to be done in order to have their business operate. And that's where most of their problem is. They say their uh, direct carbon emissions is um, at Microsoft. We accept we expect to admit 16 million metric tons of carbon this year. Of this total, about 100,000 are Scope One emissions. That's their direct emissions from their activities. Four million are Scope Two emissions. That's you know basically keeping the lights on. Mm-hmm. And then the remaining 12 million are all Scope Three, which is all the stuff for their supply chain. From food you eat, all their travel, everything else is in that other scope, which is 12 million tons. That's a lot. Yeah. That is is indeed quite a bit. Yes. So they will drive down scope one and scope two emissions to near zero by the middle of the decade by shifting to 100% supply of renewable energy for their own data. Uh, we will electrify our global global campus operations vehicle fleet by 2030, and they'll also be looking at um, zero carbon certification for all of their campus and buildings. But they've currently said that current technology will not get them to carbon removal, carbon negative, mm-hmm. which means that basically you're going to be removing more carbon from the atmosphere than they put out. Um, so they are putting, they are creating a billion dollar climate initiative fund to accelerate the global development of carbon reduction, capture and removal technologies. Okay. Hopefully the research and development of carbon removal technologies will contribute less carbon than what it will end up pulling out. Yes. Cause that would kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Um, they have also said that the tools that they are using to monitor their carbon emissions and do all these calculations, they are literally just basically giving away the tools to anybody who wants to use them. In the hopes of making it easier and and simpler to reduce carbon emissions across the world. That's kind of cool. I applaud their efforts. It's a little weird. they'll do it? uh, Well, I don't know. They're calling it their moonshot right now, so... I, the the best thing that could happen is for it to inspire a bunch of other companies to do it too. Yes, which you know Amazon has said that they want to be carbon neutral by twenty twenty thirty twenty forty something like that. Yeah, but like guys, we don't have that time. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the downside is like saying you want to be carbon neutral by twenty forty. We don't have that time anymore. That was what you had to say in like 1980 is that we want to be carbon neutral by 2000. We are kind of in deep shit. Well, and they're trying to go along the same. They're trying. They're getting faster than the Paris Accord. So that's that's good. Yep. Mm -hmm. We we are in deep shit. So props to Microsoft for deciding to, you know, figure this out. They also want to buy, uh, where, where is it in here? They actually want to, at some point, um, by 2050, they want to have removed all the carbon the company has emitted either directly or by electrical consumption since it was founded in 1975. Oh, cool. That's kind of cute. Yeah, not only do they want to, you know, make themselves carbon negative, they want to literally remove everything they've done. Yes. I mean, good luck. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very pleased to hear that. Good luck. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough because you know they still they know that there's going to be an increase of energy usage, 
it's just the way the world is working. You know, we're going to need more energy, but we're going to have to get it with by actually doing less CO2. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of things are going to have to change. So what else we got on this list? Um, oh, the peacock. Peacock. The, the peacock. Which is NBC's streaming service, which means, let's be clear, it's Comcast streaming service. Yes. Because NBC is owned by Comcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is... This is <laughs> just what we need. More fractionation, if that's a word. I have no idea if that's a word. Fracturing, I think. Fracturing. Yeah. I'll take fracturing. So yeah, so the uh, streaming service is going to launch in April 15th for Comcast cable customers. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is exactly my take on it, too. <laughs> Isaac, you, you are, your, your dad has taught you well. Um, so April 15th for cable, Comcast cable companies. Then it will launch for everybody else on July 15th, which is right around when the Summer Olympics are. It's summer this year, right? Yes. Okay. In Tokyo. Yep. When twenty twenty two as a a host. Twenty twenty two in Beijing, which makes me wonder where the heck are they going to be doing the skiing? Uh, mountains. Are there mountains in that part of Beijing? In Beijing, probably not. We'll figure something out. Uh, let's see, Beijing. 2022 Winter Olympics bidding, Beijing or Kazakhstan? Okay. Okay, C- competitions for luge, bobsled, and alpine skiing will be held in the mountain area of the Yangjing district, northwest of urban area of Beijing, 56 miles away from the city center, using artificial snow because the rarity of natural snow in this region. All other skiing events will be held... The Chongli District, 140 miles away from downtown Beijing. Oh, there's a skiing resort there. All right. <laughs> that makes sense on that part. Did you see this thing about the beds, by the way? No. What about the beds? For the Tokyo 2020? Just go search Tokyo 2020 athlete bed. I'm sure it will come up. Tokyo Olympics 2020 beds. Okay. Cardboard bed? What? Keep reading. What? What what does it say, Andy? This what? <laughs> <laughs> Athletes have been reassured that the cardboard beds will support people having sex. Mine just said athletes weighing up to four hundred and forty pounds. Oh no no no! It, they've they've explicitly come out and said yes, it will be fine if you have sex on these. Okay, because evidently. And I didn't know this until like four years ago, the last summer uh, winter Olympics. So we've been winter for no summer Olympics four years ago. Uh, athletes in in the the like athlete city that they build. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they actually call it. Uh, there's like rampant sex. Oh, Tinder is hot in the athletic village. Yeah, thank Tinder you, athletic is, village. Tinder, Tinder is on fire in the village. Yeah, because you have a bunch of really fit, really young people. In a high-stress environment with tons of, of dopamine and endorphins. And some, yeah. people, some people will get, will get done early, and then, you know, they'll want to stick around for the closing ceremonies. Yep. 
So, so lots of sex. So the cardboard beds raised concerns when they were first announced, and and uh, the athletes asked about that, and there was an official statement saying, "Nope, it'll be fine. Don't worry." Yep. Which I I personally just find very amusing. Mm-hmm. So you can watch the Olympics on Peacock. Yeah. Through, through one of three tiers. Okay. There's, there's a free tier. Yep. Um, that you can watch that has ads. There's an and, expanded tier. Yes, which is that has ads, but has an all access pass to everything on the surface service, not just a limited thing. And then there's the ad free version for ten dollars. Now, if you are a Comcast or Cox customer, you get a $5 discount. Okay. So, so you can watch the all-access ad-sponsored one for, fi- for free or pay $5 for the ad-free version. Now, all of that said, Comcast slash NBC had a press conference about this to investors. Yes. <laughs> and it was all about the ads. According to them, they really don't actually want people to sign up for the $10 a month. No. They want to disrupt the streaming industry. Mm-hmm. They want to come in there and be like, yeah, no, we're we're free, and you should come back to free, because free is better. Uh, there are ads, and they'll, you know, they'll interrupt the show, but that's okay, because you get to watch it for free. It will be the lightest ad load in the industry with just five minutes of ads per hour. You, do you know how many ads I get on Netflix? Zero. Zero. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're trying to effectively kill off the streaming industry and bring everyone back to what television was. They, yeah, they want it according an actual quote from them. Where is it at? Yep. Uh, one way to think about Peacock is it's like a broadcast network. Um, okay. <laughs> but the whole point of streaming is not a broadcast network. Well, this one, even as soon as you turn it on, it will automatically start streaming something. Like before I pick something? Yes. But I haven't chosen what I want to watch. No, but something will just keep playing on in the background. Using my data. Yeah. But I don't want it to use my data. <laughs> I want to choose what I want to watch. Also, the fun fact is, you know, they'll have some stuff, you know, like next day. Other stuff, yeah. though, they'll still have the three-month window from theater to... Um, service. Service, yeah. <sighs> Comcast is evil. I, I really hope that the rest of the industry, like, starts calling them out for what they're trying to do. I still love that, though, the revolutionary new ad innovations for Peacock, including ads that won't be repeated over and over, which I will be fine with. Yep. Ads that look as good as the content they accompany, whatever the heck that means. Solo ads where brands become the hero and offer what? a T Yeah. Solo ads where the brands become the hero and offer a TV show brought to you by a single advertiser. No. <laughs> brands will this become members. Brought to you by yeah. Brands will become members of the Peacock Streaming Council to learn what resonates with viewers most. There's that word again. Mm-hmm. I don't like that word right now. I don't know why I'm harping on that word, but I just don't like that word right now. Gives <laughs> in tight. Thank you. Okay. How we doing? Uh, we should probably hit the randoms. Okay. Microsoft released their Chromium version of Edge. Which I have now installed. Have not checked yet. I installed and opened, and it, it works. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I have not investigated the um, 
uh, the thing, the dev council, console, console, not council, console. Um, the, um, 20th Century Fox Film Studio. It is no longer 20th Century Fox. Nope, it is 20th Century Studios. Oh my god, Andy. Because it's Chromium-based? Yeah. You can add extensions from the Chrome Web Store. Ooh, but not Chrome apps, because those are going away. Those those don't exist anymore, but that's that's a big thing, being able to add the Chrome extensions. Yep. Oh my, okay, that's really good to know. We'll stop. Chrome is. We'll stop accepting new Chrome apps in March of this year. Existing apps could continue to be developed through June 2022. <clears throat> so, but Google will end uh, support for Chrome apps on the Windows, Mac, and Linux platforms starting in June of this year. So, so no to Chrome apps. Yes to Chrome extensions. Yep. All right, that's pretty much all I got. So, random review. Dave, it is your review. I'd like to review Switch. Switch? Nope, Switch. Switch. S-W-E-E-C-H. Switch. Switch. Not Switch, but Switch. Switch. What the hell is Switch? Twist. What? What's a twist? What's a switch? No, uh, uh, it's, so a, it's a line from a Fred Astaire movie. Oh, okay. Uh, switch is a file transfer tool because okay. I've, again, run into this problem, as I normally do, of I have files on my computer. Yes. I would like to put them to my phone. Okay. And for certain specific files, that's great. I have, like, my iSyncer tool. Mm-hmm. So I can sync music from my iTunes library onto my phone. Great. But, like... What if I have an audiobook that I don't want in my iTunes library? I just want to move the file onto my phone and have it there. Oh, well, the phone has, like, an SD card. Great. So I have to take the SD card out. I have to find my goddamn little, like, converter from micro SD to regular SD, and then I have to find the thing that plugs into the computer, mm-hmm. and it's somewhere in the house. I don't know where it went. And then I have to move the files over and then move them back on, and then it just stops working because they're on the micro SD card, and sometimes my phone just tends to drop that. Great. Okay, so option two, I go to, like, Google Drive, and I upload things to Google Drive, and then I download them on the phone. God damn it, that takes forever. And it, like, fills up my Google Drive, and I don't like that. So I've, I've played with a bunch of, like, file transfer things, like AirDroid and WebDroid, and just all these other bullshit things, and eventually I found Switch. And it, it works the best of the things that I have found to do this. It is the most reliable one. You open the app, you press button. It gives you a web address. On the same network, you do have to be on the same network, you go to said web address, and then you can just move files back and forth. That's it. That's, that's the app. That's what it does. It's, it, there are premium features for, like, uh, encryption and, and filtering, but, it yeah, it just it works. Okay. I, uh... I, I heck I'm now do I need to have stuff installed on all like a nope nothing installed I just go to a URL you just go to the URL on my phone and then I go to the URL nope you just go you you put the app on your phone okay and you press the play button and it gives you a URL and you go there on your computer okay and that's it that's it and then you you can move files back and forth 
So if I'm going from computer to phone to computer, different computer. You put both computers on it. If you're, you're trying to use your phone as like an intermediate. Yes. You could. Yeah. You'd have to transfer the files twice. Well, yeah. But there have been times yeah, where you, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to move something around uh, from computers on one network to computers on another network. Yep. Okay. You, you could carry them on your phone. All right. Okay, I'll have to try this out. Let me add that to my phone. Yes, I'd like to install that, please. Choose device. How about my Pixel 4, not my LG phone? Oh, I need to sign in, really. There we go. Okay. Now we're now we're going. All right. Okay. So that this is entirely free. Yep. How uh, does it is there is there any sort of paid thing that there I need is, to worry about? There's a there's a couple extra features um, for like doing it on uh, HTTPS. Oh, okay. Well, or or putting on a password, but that's it. Hmm, well, that's neat. All yeah, right. I'll try that out at work because yeah, like I said, there's I've got stuff on isolated networks, and sometimes I have to transfer files between, which it's hard to do if I don't have my freaking USB key on me. <laughs> so this we'll try this part out all right so random topic rolled ahead of time mm-hmm. how many years of your life are you willing to sacrifice to go to mars and come back define sacrifice like I, if i went to mars i don't feel like that would be a sacrifice of of time i am going to mars maybe you're putting in suspended animation then also not really a sacrifice is it yeah Maybe you're going the, by when, your... when I read sacrifice, I read like it shortens your life by X amount, oh. and maybe it does, right? Maybe, maybe it like does. The, the maybe the trip is like, yeah, nope, your life if you didn't do this would be like five years longer. In which case, I'd have to ask, like, well, are those five years going to be like the are those the next five years or are they the last five years? Those are very different. Plus, you know, the question also becomes, am I going by myself? Yep. Because right now, I don't think I'm willing to sacrifice if I had to leave tomorrow to go yeah, to Mars. You, you kind of have some other commitments. Yeah. I, I do as well. I don't think I could I could do that if, like, if the head of NASA came to me and said, like, Dave, we want to send you to Mars. I'd be like, cool. Why me? <laughs> and what do you mean? <laughs> like, Why me? Uh, Why now? Let's, let's talk about that. Like, that's... Uh, if you'd come to me like 10 years ago, I would have said like, yeah, sure, let's go. Dude, put me on a rocket. Uh, I mean, maybe, I don't know. You're given the opportunity to go to Mars. What's it going to be like there? Because I'm not as smart as the guy in The Martian. No. I would have died. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that as well. Like it's it's kind of like playing Space Quest. I don't have those saves. <laughs> Man, Space Quest. I would have died a lot of times in Space yeah. Quest. I uh, nope. That mm, nope. I right, right now not really willing to sacrifice any time to go to Mars and back. Okay. So sorry, sorry, uh, fictitious NASA, but um, nope. That's what I got. Okay. So. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm there with you. Nope. Nope, not right now. Wouldn't be prudent. So, on that note, that's a, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>